In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I was asked to speak about discipline. But before I speak about discipline, whether in Sunday school or in homes, I like to say, while we are raising our children, we need to focus on two things, very, very important. Number one, responsibility. How to make your child responsible. This is very important because when he is responsible, the mistake that he will do will be less and less. The need actually to discipline him or to punish him will be less and less. Many times, because of our love to our children, we spoil them and we don't teach them responsibility. At the same time, we give them freedom. So when you give them freedom and they are not responsible, definitely they will do mistakes. For example, if you give him iPad or phone or whatever, and he is not responsible, definitely he will abuse it and then you will come to how to discipline him. So to be proactive, it's better than being active. To teach him responsibility is how to use the freedom. Any freedom should have boundaries. Freedom without boundary will be chaos at the end. So these are two important points, responsibility, and how to use freedom. Before we speak about discipline, there are some principles we should have in our homes or Sunday school. The first principle, you need to establish a relationship of love and respect between you and your children or your class. Sometimes people, they perceive that If there is love, there is no need to have respect. But this is wrong. Love and respect is very, very important in relationship. And your relationship with your children is the key to your authority as a Sunday school servant or as a parent. If your relationship has no love, but it's based on threatening and scaring them, then your children will rebel against you at least within their heart. And when they grow up, it will be open. So before thinking about disciplining, you ask yourself, did I build a relationship of love and respect with them? The house should not be like a battlefield or fighting and threatening and power struggle, but it should be actually a paradise of love. And don't deal with your children as a boss dealing with employee or a contractor dealing with workers. Even when you discipline your son or your daughter, do this 
an atmosphere of love and respect. Another point, a study with your children, the verses about raising your children. For example, most of us, we speak, but we don't actually discuss all the verses like fathers don't provoke your children to anger. While we are raising your children and we're studying the Bible, you need to teach them all the verses that explain the relationship between parents and children. Because sometimes we use these verses when we are angry at our children as if we are announcing to them the wrath of God against them. The message you are sending to your children, God is angry at you because you are breaking his commandment. If you are using this when you are angry or the time of discipline, teach them these verses not when you want to discipline them. Because when you use these verses for your own best interest, the message here, as I said, God is angry at you. So the children will not only rebel against you, but rebel against God. Because in their mind, God is not fair to me. Why God is asking me to do this? My father or my son's school servant doesn't understand me. Many verses speaks about honoring our parents. Another group of verses about obedience and submission. Another verse is about being disciples to our parents. So the relationship, not only obedience and submission, but there is also discipleship. Discipleship means you discipline them to be in the image of Christ. Also, verses that explain the responsibility of the parents. Don't focus only on the verses that explain the responsibility of the children, but also verses about your responsibility. Then the children will perceive you as a fair person, speaking about your responsibility and your rules and your rights. The same for the children. Another principle be an example. Be an example to them. For example, how you, I'm speaking as a Sunday school or as a parent, how you yourself deal with your parents who are the grandparents for your children. If you don't respect them, if you don't love them, then actually the child in his mind, he will say, why my father or my mother is demanding me to be obedient and to respect them and to be submissive to them. And I see he is not doing the same with my grandfather. So you need to be an example. They will learn from you. Also, they should see you are a responsible person doing your part either as a son to your parents or a father to your children or as a spouse to your spouse. Also, 
they will question whether when you do a mistake and all of us will do mistakes, how do you react? Do you take responsibility of, of your mistake and you apologize and to admit it? If you do a mistake to your spouse or to your parents and you never apologize and you are a defensive, you defend yourself, then you are asking your son or daughter to apologize and to take responsibility. They were not. Because in their mind, they will say you are a hypocrite. You are asking me to do something yourself. You are not. Children are very observant. They will observe you what you're going to do when others criticize you or when they give you advice. Sometimes with criticism you get angry. So actually you are teaching your son or your daughter that when you criticize them, they should get angry. Because in their mind, they learn this behavior. We should not permit anybody to criticize us. And if somebody gives you an advice, if your father or mother give you an advice, how are you going to react to it? And the children, your children will copy you if you accept this obedience and humbleness. Then when you give them advice, they will get humbleness. But if you ignore it, they will ignore your advice. And you need to ask yourself whether your expectation from your children are different than your behavior with your parents. Because here there will be double standard. How you don't tease your parents in the same way your children taking from your children a different standard. Whether your children see in you that also you are working on your spiritual growth, how to develop yourself, our children to develop themselves and to work on their spiritual growth. But are you doing the same? If you are not doing this, how can you demand your children work on their spiritual growth or on developing themselves? Another principle, before we speak about discipline, don't let your relationship with your children based on discipline only. When they do something wrong, how to discipline or to punish them. But also, you need to encourage them when you see they did something good. You need to reward the good behavior. Many times, regardless what our children do good or well, we don't say a word. But once they do something wrong, we start disciplining them and rebuking them. No. The Lord Jesus Christ, in his dealing with the disciples, he rebuked and he encouraged. But he encouraged more than he rebuked. For example, Peter told him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood did not reveal to you this. But when people, Peter spoke about uh, far be it that you be delivered to the hand of the Gentiles and be crucified, the Lord saw Satan speaking on his mouth and he told him, get behind me, Satan. So you need to keep the balance 
encourage good behavior and discipline when there is wrong behavior. And when you discipline, remember that the discipline should be therapeutic. Therapeutic means it's like illness and you want to treat it. So there is goal at the end. You, you need to reach it. And then how to reach this goal? It is not because you are angry and you want just to revenge from or to scare him to obey you. Remember that the goal of discipline is the personality development and the correction, how to bring your children perfect in the Lord Jesus Christ. So discipline was love and compassion. And when you discipline them, don't mock their personalities. Don't embarrass them. Don't put them down. Don't belittle them. You need to discipline them in respect and in love. Belitting them or putting them down will make them feel inferior and struggling to accept themselves. And when we cannot accept ourselves, we cannot accept others. That's why the Lord, the commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself means, I, I should learn how to accept myself. I should learn how to forgive myself. I should learn how to love myself in a Christian way. I'm not speaking about selfish love to myself, being arrogant or prideful, no. But I'm speaking about the Christian love. When I love myself means I, I develop myself to be in the image of Christ. If I cannot do this with myself, it will be difficult to do it with others. That's why the Lord said, love your neighbor as yourself. So you need actually to fix your relationship with yourself. And you accept yourself and forgive yourself. Yes, I should know myself and develop myself. Know yourself, accept yourself, develop yourself. Many of us discipline when we are angry. And when we discipline while we are angry, this actually makes damage to the personality of the children. It damages them. It doesn't help them. I remember when I started Sunday school service, our Sunday school coordinator, in the first time before sent us to the classes, he told us, if somebody did something wrong, and you felt you are angry, don't discipline, don't talk about it, until you calm yourself down completely, and then you talk about it. This is the first advice we got as some school servants. Because when I'm angry, what a message, what, what the message I'm telling him? But when I am calm, then I can address in a very objective and loving way. Also, gradually, while you are teaching your children responsibility and how to use freedom, then gradually you need to increase the freedom to your children and decrease your authority over them. 
especially while they are in their adolescence and growing to adulthood. Sometimes we want to control our children in their like 17, 18, 19, like when they are 5, 6, 7 years old. A godly parent should understand and should facilitate their growth and their personality development. So gradually, he gives them more freedom and decrease his responsibility or authority over them. But after teaching them how to be responsible and how to use the freedom. Because as I told you, the goal of discipline is correction, growth. Your children reach spiritual maturity to be in the likeness of Christ. And also remember, many, many times, wrong behavior from our children can be their way to get your attention if you are not giving them enough time or enough attention. And it happens in Sunday school and it happens also in our homes. When the children feel, it's a subconscious process by the way, they they are not deciding this consciously. No, unconsciously. They react this way to get the attention of their parents or the attention of Sunday school circle. So they react or misbehave in order to get the attention. Sometimes the misbehavior is expression of their discomfort with critical comments from the parents. So when our children are not comfortable with our critical comments all the time, belittling them, putting them down, not encouraging them, so they misbehave to tell you I'm not accepting this way of dealing with me. And again, it is subconscious. So what are the practical steps in order to discipline? Number one, as I told you, first you need to calm down when you see something wrong or you hear something wrong about your children. Number one, you need to calm down and ask yourself, am I in control of myself or I will lose it when I speak to my children? What will help you to calm down? Actually, prayer. Go into your room and pray. Ask God to help you to calm down in order when you talk to your son or your daughter, it will be fruitful. After you calm down, number two, you need to evaluate what happened. For example, what are the reasons behind this misbehavior? If your son or daughter lied to you, before you jump into discipline, ask yourself, why did he lie to me? Maybe he's scared of you. Maybe he knows if he tells you the truth, you will punish him severely. 
And many, many children lie just because they are scared or afraid. So you need to see what are the reasons. Because, again, the goal here is not to discipline. Discipline is just a tool. But the goal is correction and reaching spiritual maturity. And there are some behaviors we should not actually uh, discipline or punish at all. For example, maybe your son or your daughter don't eat well, or they take long time, or they are picky what they eat and what they don't. Sometimes we get angry and scream and yell at them to make them Maybe there is illness behind it. So this kind of behavior should not be punished, but we should know what is the reason. Maybe just he's different. That's who he is. That's the amount of food he would eat. Or maybe there is some illness. So not every behavior that you don't like you go and punish it. That's not right. Another question you need to ask yourself, whether your son or your daughter did this behavior intentionally or he did it with good intention. Maybe you asked him to do something, but there was misunderstanding and he didn't do it. Give him the benefit of the doubt first. Instead of getting angry at him, maybe there is another reason. Maybe he misunderstood you. Or maybe he dropped something not intentionally and it was broken. If there is good intention, you should not punish him. Also ask yourself, what are the circumstances? Maybe he's anxious under finals, exams, so he's anxious about the exams and the finals. Maybe he's tired. Maybe he's sick. Maybe there's something bothering him in school or with friends, and he doesn't open up to you to tell you what it is. So maybe there are reasons you don't know that lead to this behavior that you want to punish him. And ask yourself whether it is your desire in control is the reason behind this rebellious behavior. Many, many parents, unfortunately, they they just want to control out of love because they feel when they control their children, they are safe. But over-controlling and without giving them some freedom can create rebellion. Also, another question, whether this behavior is a reaction to family conflict that between spouses, father and mother. When the parents fight with each other, and scream and yell at each other. 
and there is no peace in the house, definitely our children will misbehave. So before disciplining them or punishing them for their misbehavior, take the responsibility because you are not making the house a peaceful atmosphere. St. James says a very beautiful verse. He is saying, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by peacemakers. Speaking about righteousness like a tree that has fruit called righteousness. The soil, which is the house, should be a soil of peace. And the farmer should be a peacemaker. ثمر البر يزرع في السلام من الذين يفعلون السلام. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace from those who are peacemakers. So don't be the reason of the tension in the house and then discipline your child. Also ask yourself, do you give your children enough time and enough attention or not? If you are not giving them enough time, enough attention, enough love, maybe they are misbehaving to get your attention. Ask and see whether your children has problem in school or with his friends. Maybe he is bullied in the school and you are not aware of. Maybe if he's like six, seven years, still suffering from separation and anxiety going to the, to the school. Also, do you develop a sense of guilt in your children? Sometimes we plant in our children a sense of guilt. For example, all our financial problems because of you. You see it, your children like this. You are actually blaming your children for your lack of money management. Or you blame your problems with your spouse on your children. And you you, you tell them something like, you are the reason of all the problems between you and, and, and my spouse. And unfortunately, some children, because of the comments that the parents say to them, or even in the church, all the time, they believe they are bad, they are failures, and they deserve every kind of punishment. Definitely this personality, he is not reconciled with his personality. If I make my child believe that he is bad, He's not a good person and he deserves punishment, then he is not reconciled with himself. Before jumping into a discipline or punishment, you need to ask yourself all these questions. And when we come to the discipline, before you tell him you'll be grounded, I will take your phone from you, whatever, ask yourself, did your son or daughter understand clearly what went wrong? Whether he has any excuses or not? And whether the discipline that you're going to give him matches his ability 
and the amount of the mistake that he did, or it is greater than the mistake he did. Ask yourself also, what will help your son? A discipline or maybe training to mentor him and to train him? Maybe you don't need discipline. And even in big companies, when they see an employee not working well, they assign a mentor to this employee to help him to improve his performance before jumping into punishment. So maybe your son or your daughter just need training, need mentorship before you think about punishment. After you ask yourself all these questions, then ask your son or daughter to have a personal meeting with him. Not in front of his siblings, not in front of strangers even. Why? In order not to embarrass him and to make him less defensive. Start the meeting with your son or daughter with a prayer and start to discuss with him what happened. And make it a dialogue, not a lecture. All of us can give lectures, but few of us can make a dialogue. Make it a discussion. Understand from him. Actually, the more you understand from him, the more you can help him to grow. But if you are preparing a lecture, and you are going to go and give him this lecture, maybe you will miss very important information. He will tell you if you give him the opportunity to open up and to share with you. The world is full of lectures. But how many of us understand our children? Spend the time and listen to him. Listen in order to understand his needs. And if he starts speaking to you in proper way, attacking, acting up, while you are showing respect and love to him, you can gently tell him, this way is not right, and you need to take your time to calm down. I'm here to help you. And when you calm down, we can resume our discussion. Don't accept to continue a discussion in which he does not respect you. After you show him respect and love, you need to model the way you're expecting him how to answer you. And if he's not using this model, you need in a gentle way to tell him this is not accepted. Go calm down and then come back and we will continue our discussion. Also, notice your body language, your tone of voice, your words that you are using. These are very important because communication can be verbal and also non-verbal. So, as you notice your verbal communication, you should notice also your non-verbal communication. 
don't show him that you are too angry at him. Sometimes they start speaking, parents start speaking, I'm so angry at you. You set the tone very wrong here. You have right to be angry at the sin, not at your son or your daughter. Be objective and try to explain what happened. St. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, first letter, chapter 5, in which he disciplined and excommunicated one person. But St. Paul, he showed them how he is sorrowful to write this excommunication. And he said, he's doing this excommunication that the soul may be saved in the day of the Lord. So it's a therapeutic. It's not out of anger. It's not, not out of revenge. And St. Paul told them, I wrote it with my tears. It's like he's doing a surgery to this person. So he's crying because he didn't want to make them sorrowful. But he has to for their benefit. But when you show them you are concerned and sorrowful, don't exaggerate it. Because exaggeration in showing your sorrow can be a manipulation to make him feel guilty. So be realistic. Speak in a realistic way. Don't be manipulative. And don't use exaggeration to manipulate your son or daughter. And don't ask the child, for example, did you do this? Because most of the time, in order to protect himself, he will tell you no. So this question can make him lie. But you can start by saying, let us talk about what happened in this situation. So different type of question. Did you do this? Or did you react in this way? This question will make him say no. But if we we tell him, let us discuss what happened in this situation, can be different. With little children, don't ask, why did you do this? Because for little children are innocent. Most of the time, there is no wrong motive or sinful motive behind it. Why he didn't do this? Because he's immature, he's a little child. So don't ask why to little children. Because the answer is their immaturity, and they don't know why. Listen carefully, know the facts, and don't get into argument. Then you can ask your son or daughter, what are the lessons that you learned from this situation? So here, you are helping him to learn from every situation, even situation in which he misbehaves. How can you learn? What are the lessons you learn from this situation? And let them answer, instead of telling them, now the lessons that you should learn from this situation are one, two, three, four, now you are giving a lecture. But let them think and answer this question. 
And you can give them some homework. For example, you can give them parts from the scripture to read it, or a book to read it, or a sermon to listen to it, to can help them to answer the questions that you told them. Don't give two punishment for one mistake. And actually the canon of the church asked the clergy not to punish a person with two punishment for one mistake. If he did more than one, one sin or one mistake, maybe, yes, like David. David, he killed and he committed adultery. That's why yeah, there was more than one punishment. But if one mistake, then it would be one punishment. Sometimes the children lie to us. And of course, if you can verify, this would be good. But if you cannot verify and reach the truth, then let it go. What do I mean by let it go? Because you are not sure 100% whether he is lying to you or he's not lying. You can tell him, now it is not the focus whether this happened or not happened. But let us agree in the future what should we do in a similar situation. And I use this actually in, in, in family counseling when the husband says something and the wife says something totally different. And many times it's very difficult to know who is saying the truth and who is lying. So in order to avoid you know, being a prosecutor and investigating the situation, I tell them, okay, let it go. But if this happened again, how you should react, both of you? So let's agree on a principle in the future. So at least now we agree how we handle the situation in the future. Sometimes our children, they lie because they want to gain your trust. I'm not saying lying here is okay, but I'm I'm trying to explain why some children, they are lying. Maybe they are scared or they want to gain your trust. But lying is lying. But if we show them trust, and we trust them, maybe this will help them not to lie in the future. Also teach your children how to respond in a Christian way to criticism. For example, teach your, your child to say, I am sorry, I apologize, to take responsibility. Some people don't apologize at all. They think apology is some sort of weakness. Two weeks ago, I, I gave a sermon, I was in Nashville, but it was in Arabic, about the responsibility of apologizing or apology when we do something wrong. And then there is a list of of different types of, of punishment or discipline. But I think I have about one hour, so we'll stop here. Maybe another time I can speak detail, but at least I hope I, yeah, I give you some principles how 
to discuss any misbehavior with your children or mistakes they do it, how you discuss to them in uh, a therapeutic way. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.